Well, hey, everybody, and welcome to the Clearer Thinking podcast of, of Grace Valley Church. I'm Paul Vandenbrink, the pastor of Grace Valley, and this is the very first one of our podcasts, so please bear with me, guys, as I'm learning how to do this. Uh, the idea behind this podcast is pretty simple, really. We like to say at GVC that we are seeking to produce followers of Jesus Christ that are clear thinking, that is, we understand reality from God's perspective. Here's the thing. Scripture reveals to us the truth about God and us, and Scripture equips us to better evaluate competing worldviews and apply timeless truth to the real issues of our life, lives. So every week, uh, there's something in the Sunday message that I can't flesh out as much as I'd like to, uh, simply because there's not enough time. Uh, it could be an interesting aspect of the story that we're studying or the passage we're studying, something about the characters or a theological concept or whatever. And the idea is to spend a little bit of time unpacking that thing, whatever it is, in the weekly podcast. And, you know, sometimes maybe someone has a question from the Sunday message that they've texted to me uh, between Sunday and the following week. And, and I answer that question during the podcast as well. So that's the plan, friends. This is week one of the Clear Thinking Podcast from GVC. Okay, so last Sunday we began our series called Every Story Whispers His Name. And in that series, we're walking through some of the major stories of the Bible to see how they fit together to tell that one grand story of God rescuing us from sin through his son, Jesus Christ. And last week, we started with the call of Abram, where God came to him and called him to leave his country, his people, his family, and go to this other country, uh, Canaan, a new land where God planned to start a new nation through Abram and his family. And so we were thinking about what it means to be called by God. And one of the things I said was that God's call requires radical obedience. That is, if he's called us, it means we must follow him wherever he tells us to go. In fact, we completely give up our rights to autonomy and we surrender ourselves unconditionally to his will. And at one point, I said that this was the only reasonable response because this was how love actually worked. And what I said was, the more you love, the more you obey. Or let me put it another way. True love requires that you give the object of your love greater and greater authority in your life. This is why Jesus says, if you love me, you will obey my commandments. What I want to do is I want to drill down on this idea just a little bit more because a lot of people today say that they want a personal relationship with God, but the truth is, is that they don't really want to obey him. They want to know God. They say that they want to have an intimate relationship with him and they, they want to love him and be loved by him, but they don't really want him to rule over their lives. They don't really want to obey. Now, here's the problem with that. It is impossible 
to have an intimate relationship without obedience. There is no real love without obedience. Now, if you're a Protestant and, you know, Grace Valley, we're a Protestant church, we might say, wait a minute, that sounds a little bit like works righteousness, like you have to earn God's love by obeying him. Well, if you think that, you'd be wrong. If you go back to Exodus chapter 19 and chapter 20, you read there that God has rescued the Israelites out of Egypt. He's brought them through the desert to this mountain. And in Exodus chapter 20, God gives them the law. He gives them the Ten Commandments, the Ten Rules. And the Ten Commandments say do this and don't do that, etc. But in Exodus 19, you get the introduction to those rules. You get the introduction to the law. And in that introduction, God says this. You yourself have seen what I did, how I carried you out on eagle's wings and brought you to myself. Now, if you obey me fully and keep my covenant, then out of the nations, you will be my treasured possession. You hear that? God says, I saved you. Now obey me. Not if you obey me, I will save you. The salvation comes first and the obedience comes second. Why? Well, the answer is because of love. The more you love someone, the less control you have over your own life. Because that someone has needs, that someone has loves, that someone has hates, that someone has horrors. And the more you love that someone, in order to deepen your intimacy with them, the more you have to see those needs and those loves and those hates and those horrors as obligations. You see, the more you love them, the more you begin to feel the authority of their needs and loves and hates over you. Think about this. If you want to relate to an impersonal object, you can use it without feeling obligation toward it, right? I use a tool, I use a drill, I sit in a chair, I drive my car. I feel no obligations to these things, to drills and chairs and cars. And you know, you can use people as objects too. Maybe some of you have been used. And when that happens, you hate it, right? People come to you and they want to have a relationship with you and they want to be loved by you. And then they say, but listen, I have to be me and I don't want you to fence me in. I know what's right for me and I don't want you have, have you cramping my style. Frankly, this is the way <laughs> a lot of teenagers behave for a period of time with, with their parents. They want their parents to serve them. They want to have a relationship with their parents. They want the benefits of being in their parents' home and eating their parents' food and enjoying their parents' uh, shelter and all the the benefits and blessings that come from living with their parents, but they don't want to be obligated to their parents at all. They don't want their, the, to have to do things that their parents tell them to do. They don't want to have to follow rules that their parents lay down for them. They want you to love them, but they don't want you to put any restrictions on them. And it doesn't take long for you when someone treats you that way. It doesn't take long for you to feel like you're being used because you're a drill or a chair or a car to them. See, if you want a personal relationship, you have to be willing 
more and more to obey the will of the other person. It's the only path toward ever deepening intimacy. You see, the purpose of obedience is relationship. Now, the last thing I'll say about this is this. Maybe you're thinking, but you know, it's, it's all one way with God. At least with my family or my boyfriend or girlfriend or my husband or wife or whatever, we're both obeying each other's wills. But with God, it's all one way. I have to obey his will. He doesn't have to obey mine. Well, that's not true. Not one bit. You see, the more you grow in your relationship with God, the more vulnerable you become, the less control you have over your own life. That's absolutely true. But not a single person on earth will ever be as vulnerable to God as he has made himself to us. No one will ever make themselves as vulnerable to him as he has made himself to us when he became mortal and he came here into this world and he, he let himself get torn apart by us. So yes, we're called to obey radically, unconditionally. Abram was and so are we. God does this to everyone he saves. But did you hear what I just said? He got, does this to everyone he saves. It's because at incredible cost to himself, he plucked us out of the muck and mire of our sin and washed us clean by the blood of his son and clothed us in his righteous robes so that we stand before him gloriously complete. It's for that re it's those people that he calls us, that he calls to obedience. Why? So that we can know him more and more intimately. Listen, friends, do you want to know God personally? Do you want to know God intimately? Yes. Read your Bible. Yes. Pray. Yes. Come to worship. But you know what else you need to do? Obey. Even when it's hard. Well, that's it for this week. Uh, clearer thinking with Grace Valley Church. I hope you enjoyed it, and uh, I hope you have a great week, and we'll talk to you again next week. Bye-bye.